friends, Stephanie here from The Realty Deal. Thanks for listening to this podcast for all my vacation home owners or wannabe vacation home owners. I know that summer's over and you might be thinking of either buying or selling your vacation property, maybe up in Muskoka where I'm at. Um, And I also know that it is one of the biggest financial decisions in your life. Um, and one of the biggest decisions that you make for your family, acquiring a property, you can have so many memories, or maybe you want to free up some cash to do something else. So I know that second home and investment properties do fascinate investors. So that's why I want to talk about it. And it can be complex. So I don't want you guys to think that I am an accountant or a tax accountant. I do not know every line of the tax code. I am a realtor. I am a realtor. So uh, just a disclosure of this is not legal or tax advice whatsoever. Um, But I do want to make you aware of some of the financial aspects that you need to know if you are thinking about buying yourself in a vacation home. So the first one um, is hidden expenses. So the total cost of owning a vacation home is typically (laughs) the driving factor in how much vacation home to purchase or deciding to sell a property. We all know that home ownership costs cost more than simply principal and interest payments to the bank. And there's lots of additional expenses that can come up for a vacation home that could be a surprise to a homeowner if it's your first property or your first second property, should I say. (laughs) Um, So some un I mean some common but hidden expenses you should be aware of is a higher mortgage rate than on a primary residence. You know, if you are thinking about buying a secondary home, you're you may not have the same terms as it being your first house. So definitely keep that in mind and talk to a qualified mortgage broker who works with people who own second homes, right? So ask me if you need me to put in you in touch with the mortgage lender. Let's talk about utilities. Utilities can be a surprise, especially just the delivery cost of hydro up north is so much more. Um, And don't forget about high-speed internet as well. So utilities may cost you more up here or less because, uh, for example, if you're on a well, you want to have a water bill, you want to have a sewer bill. Sometimes you don't even get your garbage picked up. Like there's just more or less utilities that you may or may not need to pay. The other thing is maintenance. You know, you have to close up a cottage if you're not using it for the winter. So that means, you know, draining the lines and winterizing your cottage, taking your dock out. Like these are all maintenance issues. Sorry, not maintenance issues, but maintenance things that you don't want to turn into an issue. you got to make sure that you maintain your asset properly or it will lose its value. So don't forget about that. Um, lots of lots of maintenance um, taxes and I'm talking about not just property taxes although they could be more or less than you're expecting but also selling it like what taxes you are going to be implicated by through just the sale of your second property the other thing is improvements to the property um, you know there's lots of things that even you wouldn't even see like if pests got in or uh, just general improvements uh, if you needed anyways the list goes on Um, also increased homeowners insurance so you definitely want to be aware of insurance of it being a second property not your primary residence right so um, you also may be interested in security especially if you have boathouses and boats and all the toys um, in the summer and winter Um, your entire garage should be insured and you should have security on there Um, your insurance company could even require that you have security you also got to think about furnishing the house, right? So if you're buying a second home, you got to fill it. 
I did mention toys. These are other hidden expenses that you might not think of. Uh, I thought the cottage was the expensive part, but it's actually buying all the toys, right? Boat, side-by-side, ATV, whatever you want. Also consider traveling to and from the property. Of course, gas has went up. Not many people care about the price of gas when they're going to the cottage. They just want to get to the cottage, but it's definitely something to consider if you are on a budget. The other thing is cleaning fees, right? Like sometimes you don't want to clean your own cottage. You just want to get there, make a mess and then leave. So consider that as well. So, you know, while stretching the budget to purchase the property could make sense in some circumstances, other buyers may be happier with a lower mortgage payment that leaves room in the budget for extra costs like housekeeping and yard maintenance that just allow you to spend time at your vacation home, being on vacation rather than working on the vacation home, right? You know, Additionally, buyers of a second home will want to carry carry a higher emergency fund after you guys purchase. So, I mean, not only will the bank want to see a higher cash reserve from financing a perspective, but buyers will definitely find themselves with a higher rate of unexpected expenses um, as the owner of additional properties. So definitely keep in all those um, which could be hidden costs in mind. And these are things that you should think about before you purchase, right? The higher mortgage rate, the utilities, the maintenance, the taxes, the improvements, the insurance, the security, furnishing, buying all the toys, the traveling to and fro, the cleaning fees, right? So talk to me before we buy because we need to consider all of that, all the monthly maintenance costs, right? So the tax man is another thing to consider. You know, as with any large financial transaction, taxes are a primary consideration for you buying or selling. If you're on the selling end, you're likely your biggest concern is going to be gathering the cost basis to determine your longer short term capital gain on the sale. If it's an investment property, that's a different tax as well. Right. So um, talk to your accountant before you buy or sell because you could be leaving money on the table or um, they could tell you to wait. Like, who knows? So definitely everybody's different. You're going to want to talk to your realtor, mortgage broker and financial advisor and accountant as well. Um, because, you know, a stark disadvantage of selling a home as opposed to primary residence is that there's no capital gain on on uh, your primary residence, but there is on your second home, right? So if you're selling your primary, there's no capital gain. But if you are selling your second home, especially if you're renting it out, you could be subject to a capital gain, which could be a lot of money. It's like 25% of your proceeds. So you definitely want to know that before you make any large large financial decisions, right? So tax planning is very important. It's a really important consideration if you're buying or selling a uh, cottage. So let's talk about that. Um, You know, there could be strategies that could be utilized to circumnavigate this disadvantage, you know, of the capital gain. Like you could physically move into the vacation home for a couple years to satisfy that primary residence requirement to unlock that capital gain exclusion. So you're going to want to talk to your to your tax your tax advisor regardless, right? So you know, on the buying end, cash is king. It comes with the least amount of tax implications. Uh, but tax planning comes into play when other assets are being liquidated to raise the cash for the purchase too, right? So you want to be prepared for these tax implications of selling properties or investments. Um, if And I'm talking about buying your house, right? Like 
in the states there's a 1031 exchange i don't know if you guys know what that is but it's pretty cool it means you don't have to pay capital gains if you're going to buy another property we don't have that here in canada unfortunately so if you have to sell other properties to buy your dream vacation home or sell investments or use your retirement accounts to fund this purchase you're going to need to talk about that with your accountant right so you know, in many instances, strategies like spreading your asset sales over multiple tax years, like these can significantly help your you manage your tax bill. Um, but you definitely need uh, sound tax advice. This is critical for, I mean, just managing your expectations through the purchase and sale of a property. You know, having a knowledge base that identifies these situations is worth its weight in gold. So talk to your tax advisor. And we're also going to talk about estate planning a little bit because if you think people can get sentimental about your primary residence, your vacation, so I'm taking it to a whole other level, okay? And this is where estate planning can get tricky. So, you know, ask yourself, do you want to keep the family in the, or sorry, do you want to keep the home in the family after the owner passes? You know, if you do, how many kids do they have? Um, do those kids live close enough to the property that they would actually use it and maintain it? What if some keep it? What if others don't? You know, do you have enough income to cover the expenses to maintain the property? How are those expenses going to be split evenly over the beneficiaries, right? So as you can see, it can get very, very messy very quickly. And if your vacation home is located within a specific province from your primary residence, you're going to want to speak with an estate planning attorney to ensure that that asset is properly accounted for within this estate plan, right? And uh, in many cases, it could make sense to utilize an entity like a trust or an LLC to achieve these estate planning goals. So, I mean, the bottom line is vacation homes regularly account for a significant percentage of the estate, and you need to make a plan on how this property is going to be handled after your passing or your, you know, who's ever in this family's passing with an estate planning attorney. So, you know, don't think about the short term, you got to think about the long term here. So, with these financing considerations, I mean, if you have a rule of thumb to abstain from showing houses until you've gotten your pre-approval and talking to a lender and all that, um, you know, that's that's pretty much the, the most important thing. Like, I don't work with buyers. I don't show people houses if they're not pre-approved for a mortgage um, through a competent lender, especially with a vacation home, right? Because finance a vacation home, it comes with a whole unique, unique set of rules that you might not realize right? Um, especially if your prior experiences are just purchasing a primary residence. So you need to, you know, have a lender explain to you these um, interest rates, right? And lately could be a difficult topic with inflation continuing to cause mortgage rates to increase, right? I mean, the primary residence increased rate has moved high. I don't even want to say this five to seven percent range. And second homes of vacation properties could even be higher than that, guys, right? Um, so you need to consider several factors um, with your lender that's going to differ from uh, primary mortgage requirements, like your down payment requirements. You might have to put more down payment to purchase a, um, a cottage. Your debt to income ratios could be different than a primary. Also, your credit score, the location of the property, the type of property, um, even like reserve requirements. So there's definitely added complexities of financing a vacation home. And I just want to set you up for success by understanding that you guys fully grasp where, you know, you stand on financing your vacation home. Okay, so 
<laughs> let's talk about leased land. I don't want to say like beware of leased land, but uh, you're going to see leased land is cheap. And there's a reason for that. And you have to understand the impact of purchasing this. There is a reduced cost of purchasing a vacation home on leased land, and it could be appealing, but uh, it's a little different, right? Um, I know that it's not a secret that funding the perfect vacation home isn't cheap. I just don't want you to buy the wrong one. And again, I'm not saying leased land is wrong, um, but what I will say is that along with all the expenses above, um, you know, that I that I mentioned, um, purchasing lease land it can be tricky it can just be tricky down the road okay so i'll give you an example of where uh let's say there's uh and this is just hypothetical let's say in muskoka um average values are a million dollars for lake cabins right and as these leases expire because when you're buying lease land you're buying for like 50 years or 100 years that these leases expire and then the homeowners are stuck with um, attempting to purchase this land that their home sits on at auction and you can even bid against interest uh, like other interested bidders on your own property right so this is like pretty gut-wrenching to say the least so if you are purchasing on lease land um, or if you're thinking about it like first of all you need to know what it is and uh, you need a financial plan in case that uh this can get purchased from under you like literally right so we need a plan that allows the, the flexibility to do what is needed when the lease expires okay so we need to talk about that as well let's talk about short-term rental options because there is a continued rise of short-term rental apps especially um now <clears throat> This concept is kind of cool and we do see it coming up because it's often being utilized uh, with vacation homes being rented out as short-term rental properties as well to offset some of the cost, right? It's a completely legit strategy as long as your client, as long as my clients are on board with everything that comes with it, right? Because while sharing your property with strangers, it may be like unappealing, it could actually be the perfect fit to get you into the property of your dreams. Um, and what I mean by this is that you could buy a property for more than you're comfortable to pay if you're going to rent it out too, right? So short-term rentals, the vacation homes, they can also come with a handful of tax benefits um, that you're going to want to be aware of as too, right? So um, there's there's tax strategies if you're looking to leverage. You have to be partnered with a good CPA to ensure that you know, you're dotting your I's and crossing your T's from a tax perspective. So... <clears throat> Um, I'll leave you with just like ultimately buying or selling a family vacation home is likely one of the biggest financial decisions in your life. And I appreciate that. And I could, and you know, it could very well be one of the best decisions that you make for your family. And I really hope it is. And I, I really hope that I get to help you with that. But the final decision always lies with you, right? I am here. I'm, I'm happy to have a team of financial experts to help you. I can help you put in touch with a mortgage broker and you're going to want to lean on your CPA and your accountant and on your tax um, accountant very heavily and your financial advisor um, because we need to, we're the people who set these expectations for you and avoid these unforeseen pitfalls, right? So I want you glowing with my service and I hope that this um, this podcast has helped you think about the things that you need to think about. And if you are thinking about buying a family home, a family, sorry, a second home 
for your family, then please reach out. I'm up in the Muskoka area, also in the GTA. So uh, let me know if I can help you. You can reach out to me at stephanie at therealtydeal.com or therealtydeal.com. So thanks for listening to this not so short podcast, but it's a huge decision when you're buying or selling a vacation home. So thank you for thinking of me when you think of real estate. I hope to talk to you guys soon. Bye.